Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. It is, I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon or evening, wherever you're at in the United States. So glad that you can join us for this Monday edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley up here in beautiful northern Colorado. I am hosting the show for the next hour. So you just heard that number. And the invitation was given for you to call in to ask your questions or to give a prayer request. And so that number, once again, is 303-690-3000. That's the call-in number. And we do invite you to call in. This is the show for you to be able to participate and have a conversation with the host, uh, ask questions, to ask uh, for prayer. We're here to minister to you. Calvary Live really is an extension of the pulpit Uh, We do answer questions, but also we want to minister to you and encourage you and build you up any way that we can. So maybe your question is a Bible question. We'll go to the Word of God together and look at uh, what the Scriptures have to say. And then also maybe you got a question about Christian living, or maybe you just need some encouragement or you need prayer. Give me a call. All open lines right now, 303-690-3000. It's good to grab one of those open lines early because what happens is sometimes— uh, the phone lines fill up, and um, it gets uh, where you're on hold for a little bit. And we just want to try to talk with you and reach you. So grab one of those open line early, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And, of course, many of you that are regular listeners to Calvary Live, you know there's another way for you to ask a question or a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line, and that's 720 0897 is for texting only. No one's going to answer that line. Uh, you uh, can't leave a voicemail or anything. It's just for texting. I want to remind you also, 720-336-0897 is a 24-7 text line that you can text in a prayer request anytime, day or night. And the prayer team, the pastoral staff at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, will be looking at that and praying for you. And that's so good to know that people are praying for you. We want to pray for you, um, 720-336-0897. want to welcome everyone along the Front Range in Colorado up into southern Wyoming that are listening on Grace FM. Welcome. You're listening live on this Monday, uh, the 11th of April. This is Holy Week. Uh, yesterday, many churches observed Palm Sunday, looking at the triumphal entry of Jesus. We did the same Uh, yesterday in our morning services, and such a wonderful time for us as Christians. So pray that you're blessed wherever you're at. Maybe you're coming home from work or uh, school. Maybe perhaps uh, you're at home or at the office, wherever you're at. Give me a call. Love to to talk with you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then also want to welcome all those who are listening, Radio by Grace, all throughout the country, you two are listening live on this Monday afternoon. So love to hear from you guys. So glad that you are a part of um, our, uh, you know, uh, 
program, and you've been uh, an addition, a wonderful addition. So many stations in the South and and throughout the Midwest. Give me a call in 303-690-3000. Got all open lines right now. Love to hear from you and love to talk with you. And then also there are those who are listening online, wherever you're at, anywhere in the United States. You can call it that number I gave you, and uh, we'd love to talk with you. And so glad that you join us as well. Maybe you're on the Grace FM website or the Grace FM app. I would encourage all of you to download that app because it's a great resource for you for teaching uh, the Word of God being taught 24-7. And I know that you'll be tremendously blessed. So got all open lines, 303-690-3000. Welcome Hope FM and Truth FM listeners and Higher Rock Radio as well as um, you are week delayed uh, in listening to the program. But give me a call. We'll have our conversation, and then you can pick it up next week. It is Holy Week, as I said, and it's a very important week for us, a very special week for us as Christians. And many churches, uh, maybe your church, is having additional services to be able to um, just be able to host all the people that are going to be coming out. And uh, it is wonderful as we look at the crucifixion of Jesus, uh, the burial of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I pray that it never loses its impact with us, uh, what Jesus did on the cross. And it reminds me so much when Paul, when he came into the city of Corinth, that uh, he said that, I come preaching nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And what Jesus did for us, sometimes uh, we can be so familiar with the account of the crucifixion and the resurrection that it begins to uh, become a little bit mundane to us, but uh, may it just impact us more this year that knowing that we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as Peter would write in his epistle, the tomb is empty. And I want to encourage you, invite somebody out uh, to those uh, services that your church may be having. Be praying for the pastors of your community. Be praying for the churches as they proclaim the gospel. It's, it's the greatest news ever proclaimed that the tomb is empty, that Jesus is alive, and now we have a living hope uh, through his death, burial, and resurrection. We have forgiveness of sin. The The veil was rent in two, as Matthew records, uh, allowing us to have fellowship with the Father through Jesus Christ, as Hebrews chapter 10 declares, that we can come boldly into the Holy of Holies now because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We can come with confidence, and it's not our own confidence, but in the confidence of what Jesus Christ has done for us. So uh, let's encourage one another. Be blessed. Invite somebody out to one of those services, and I know that um, that God wants to use you to do that. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Allison in Loveland. Hi, Pastor, Alice. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Oh, good. Thank you. I just want to thank good. you for um, for this radio station and, and especially for your sermons that I listen to on the way to work. Good. And so I really appreciate that. And my question is, uh, I was driving in today and, and the sermon that was aired uh, by you today was a special Especially helpful for me that I was driving and I couldn't take notes or uh, look up, you know, some of the things I wanted. So I was wondering where I could either get a copy or a transcript of that, or should I call your church? Yeah, I'll tell you, if you go on our website, Calvary Chapel Greeley, it's all one word, 
uh, .org, O-R-G. You can go to the archives of the teaching to the Old Testament, and there's a whole study of the book of Isaiah. And I'm not sure where I was. I'm somewhere after chapter 40 of Isaiah. Uh, I don't know exactly what the schedule was, if you picked that up, what text I was in. Um, but you can pull it up, the teaching, and it should be there, and you should be able to listen to it. So to listen online? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. And I did have a prayer request, if you have Absolutely. time. Yeah, sure do. Uh, thank you. Uh, my daughter, uh, just quick little history, we um, adopted her from Russia at age 14, and her name is Kat, and has she has two two children and is a single mom. And uh, I just feel like um, whenever we make great strides, there's always three steps forward and two steps back. And not to go into details, but, you know, we just had kind of a setback this past weekend when I was supposed to watch her kids, and she canceled on us. And I just I just need prayer on, um, you know, just putting my feelings and hurts aside and just still be able to love her and my grandchildren well, but also to set boundaries and just... Um, yeah. You know, to explain myself clearly, but uh, in in love when I need to talk with her yeah. further about it. Yeah, it can be hard, Allison. Having a, I have all adult children, and you know, it's um, the relationship is is very very special. Um, but sometimes it can be a little bit challenging, and we love them, and uh, it's not always easy. It isn't easy when they're young, and it isn't easy always when they're adults because we stare care for them and love them and your grandkids. And we're just going to pray for wisdom, um, for just discernment and direction. And Father, I do pray for Allison. I thank you, first of all, that she uh, was blessed by the teaching. And I just pray she goes over that teaching again. She finds the text, that she would be able to just um, take some notes and just pray through it, and that she would continue to be blessed uh, as Isaiah gives those words of comfort, um, words of encouragement. And Lord, I also just pray for her daughter and for her grandchildren. Lord, just the the things that um, that they're going through and the challenges. That Lord, do you give Allison direction and just give her comfort and give her wisdom and how to minister to them. And Lord, we just pray that the things that come up that you'd help her just to commit them to you. That Lord, you care for her family, you care for her daughter and grandchildren. And, Lord, I just pray that your hand would be upon them. And, Lord, that there be clarity when there needs to be and understanding. And, Lord, that there be coming closer together because you love families. And uh, you're the one that ordained families. So I just pray that you would show yourself strong on behalf of this family and just be with Allison and um, give her everything that she needs as she desires to minister to her daughter and grandkids. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day, Pastor You too. Hey, Allison, if you need any more help with that, will you please give me a call at the office here, okay? I sure will. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. You have a great week. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Give me a call. We've got a couple open lines. Text line is 720-336-0897. And, you know, maybe you need prayer prayer for your family. We all need prayer and love to just pray with you and minister to you any way that I can answer your questions. So you just heard those two numbers, got two open lines. Let's go to Colorado Springs where Ron 
Ron, hey, you're hey, on Pastor Calvary Jeff. Live. Hey, Pastor hey. Jeff. Thanks for calling. Uh, oh, you're you're welcome. Thank you for um, for what you do. And I uh, I called a while back uh, about my daughter and um, and um, was giving her a Bible and asking her to read the book of John. And uh, I did uh, go ahead and do that and um, have asked her to read the book of John. And she she's kind of taken her time about it. I think she's, you know, she's she's got a lot going on in her life. But I just mm-hmm. called to ask that, you know, the Lord to give me discernment because I want to talk to her. My, my desire is to talk to her and just say, honey, um, what do you think about us going through John together, you know, you read it on your own and I read it on my own, then we can maybe talk about it over the phone or whatever. And, you know, but then I talked to some Christians at my church and they, you know, he, fellow I spoke with, he, he just gave me, you know, I just wanted more counsel, you know, more ideas. And he said that, uh, he felt like, you know, let those, just let the Holy Spirit lead her to the Bible, do the work. And I agree with that a hundred percent, but I just, he, you know, I was just worried about being too pushy. You know, I don't want to push her, uh, yeah. away from the Lord or, you know, for myself. So I'm just asking the Lord to give me wisdom and on that, uh, whether I should, yeah. you know, you know, yeah, and she's okay with me reminding her, but I, anyway, the other thing is just that the whole, the main thing is that God would work in her heart and lead her to the scriptures and that she would see, you know, that understand the love of Jesus, forgiveness of Jesus. And I, I, you know, and I don't know if she's a Christian or not, you know, when years ago, I mean, you know, taught her about the Lord, shared the word with her and stuff. And she received Christ when she was really little, but I just don't really see the fruit in her life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just, you know, deeply concerned for her, you know? Yeah, Ron. And I think that what you're, what you're saying is that there's a lot of us right now that are listening to have the same kind of similar situation that we grew our kids up, you know, teaching them the scriptures, uh, you know, taking them to church. Um, and then the world pulls them away and they go out in the world. They begin to make their own decisions and go their own way. And you want to keep that communication open. So I think it's good that she still talks with you and, and, um, and still, you know, it's receptive to some of the things that you're saying, but I think you got a, a good perspective on it in, in some of the counsel at church that's given to you. Because I know that, um, you know, having adult children and and then also of so many kids that, you know, being here at Calvary Greeley for 26 years, I feel like a lot of these young people, they, they're kind of like my kids. Um, I've been a spiritual father to them and they get out in the world and it pulls them away and I still want to be a part of their lives. I still want to communicate with them. And I think that the key is what you're doing is to continue to pray, to lift her up to the Lord. And, you know, ask the Lord to take the blindness away and to soften her heart. And um, and I think there's nothing wrong with talking with her, you know, about John and what she's read or going through it if she's open. But you know your daughter better than anybody. And you know when you're being a little too pushy or not. And just being led by the Spirit, and and I think the Lord will lead you and guide you and give you discernment in that. But, you know, keeping those communications open and just telling her how much the Lord means to you, you know, what He's done in your life, and keep doing that and being a light and keep praying. But it is hard. 
And um, we do get concerned for uh, our kids that, you know, the world has such a pull on them today. Um, and um, and we have broken hearts. And uh, you just keep ministering uh, as the Lord opens those doors. But one of the things I think maybe what your friends are saying, it not being too pushy, is uh, one thing that I have learned is I make a lousy Holy Spirit. And it has to be the Holy Spirit that draws her to the Lord through the Word of God. And um, I believe that, you know, the Lord wants to to minister to her and draw her. And as you pray, we're just going to pray that God does do that. And he gives you wisdom and, and discernment and how to minister to her. So, Lord, I thank you for Ron. I just pray that you would um, help him minister to his daughter. He loves her. And she grew up um, learning the scriptures, um, you know, professing um, that she believed in you. But now she's an adult and he doesn't know where her heart is. Um, The fruit's not there, but Lord, uh, we commit her to you. I pray that you would just take the blindness away from her, soften her heart. The word of God that was planted in her heart would begin to take root there and produce that fruit. Um, and Lord, I just pray that you would be with Ron, that you would help him minister to his daughter, give him the wisdom and discernment, open the doors that where she is willing to open them up and listen and, and help him also, Lord, to just um, know when he needs to take a step back. And we commit her to you because we know that you love her, you care for her. And Lord, I pray that uh, you would just draw her to yourself she would come home, Lord. That we know that your desires for her to come home. So be with Ron. Bless him. Help him. Just minister to her every way that he can. And just bring her to a place of, Lord, just that intimacy and closeness with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, th- thank you, Pastor. Really, really okay. appreciate it and your ministry okay. and everything. So. Um, Thank you, Ron. And I'll be praying for you. Okay. I appreciate it a lot. I will. Yeah. Okay. That's, you bet. And that's just, you know, one of my soft hearts is praying for our kids. And, and I think that's one of the things that as I get older and I see and, ha- you know, having adult kids myself, it's just we need to keep praying. So we're going to pray for you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line seven two zero three three six. 0897. A lot of you out there listening, do you have kids that, that, you know, you're going through something similar? Keep praying for them. And, you know, the invitation is always to come home. The prodigal was able to come home. And one of the things in Luke's gospel in that, that, um, that parable, the prodigal is that the father went to, was looking, he went to the edge of the road and saw him. And I think, why was he at the edge of the road? Um, I think he was there because he went there every day. He went there every day looking for his son to come home. And, you know, God wants your sons and your daughters to come home. Just keep praying and um, ministering to them in every way that you can and don't stop. And I know it's hard and difficult and heartbreaking at times, but um, keep lifting them up to the Lord. We got an open line. Let me give you those numbers, 303-690-3000. Is the call in number? The text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs up here in Greeley, Colorado. We're going to continue with the phone lines. Let's go to Phil in Aurora. 
Phil. Hi there. Hi, you're on Calvary Live. Yes. Yeah, so um, I was um, having a uh, doing a devotional with my eight year old, and we we're doing the um, uh, Jesus washing the disciples' feet, and it, and it's a real simplified kind of Bible. But um, it, we came to the part where he said, uh, "Jesus, it's in uh, John uh, 13, uh, verse 10, where it says." Jesus answered, those who have bathed need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, uh, though not every one of you. I know that the, not every one of you would be referring to Judas, but um, when, I, when I read kind of that part, he was like, oh, Jesus just lied there. And, and I'm like, no, that's not the case. But I couldn't give him a great explanation of what he meant with that. So I was, that's what I was calling in to get a little bit more clarification. Yeah, he who bathes needs only to wash his feet. Speaking in the, you know, um, he, he's doing a physical washing and uh, as a illustration of a spiritual cleansing. Um, and so we were, you know, clean as we trust in Jesus. He was getting ready to go to um, the cross for, the, you know, for not only them, for all of us. Um, and um, And he died once and for all for us. Um, that's what the author of Hebrews says. He died once and for all, once and for all, once and for all. Um, but I think that afterwards we need to continually, we just need to have our feet washed um, on this ongoing relationship with and trust upon Jesus. And um, I know that I need to, you know, John says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to cleanse us from sins, from all of our sins. And I need a continual cleansing um, wash with the water of the word, Ephesians chapter five, because I get dirty, I get dusty. So, you know, we are clean. We're, we're clean, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, forgiven, but that continual cleansing that goes on in, in, in our relationship and walk with him. And I think that's what, in, in, in a sense, what Jesus is saying. And, um, you know, he was also teaching them about servanthood as well, because Luke's gospel tells us that when they came into that room, uh, as um, you know, it, this is what amazes me. They've been doing it for the previous six months that they were arguing who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. They have no clue what's going on. And I imagine as they walked in, they saw, you know, the, all the, the basin and the towels that were there. Um, they're probably going, okay, who has to wash feet? I bet it's going to be John or, you know, it should be Peter because he's always, you know, saying things he shouldn't. And Jesus, of course, given that illustration of, of servanthood, of washing the feet, uh, do this as I have done to you. But it amazes me. They had no clue what was going on. Um, this is graduation night <laughs> there on in that Last Supper, in uh, the last time he meets with them. But yet they're confused. They don't understand. So Jesus teaching them these lessons, um, and he is washing their feet. As an example, that's what ministry is all about. You want to be great in the kingdom, be the servant of all. So he's already talked to them. And he's talking to Peter that, you know, that, um, you know, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet. Um, Peter, uh, you made that confession up at Caesarea Philippi, but we need to continually ask the Lord for that, that, um, you know, just uh, that cleansing um, for that, um, you know, just uh, in our ongoing relationship with him, Lord, forgive me, confessing, staying close to him. And I think that's what Jesus is touching on. 
accurate for me to say to him, um, you know, when we're saved, we're cleansed by Jesus. But when we're interacting with the world, we pick up dirt still, and we have to be cleansed from all that that we're picking up as we're interacting. Yeah, and that's the way I see it. You know, know, we're told, Jesus said, you're clean by the words I've given to you. Ephesians 5, washed by the water of the word. And I know for me that, you know, the world gets me dusty, dirty. I just need a a cleansing, you know. The Lord just cleanse me. I just need a washing of the word. Just I need to be refreshed and renewed in you. And um, as I walk with you, and he's washing the feet, and I just want to keep my feet clean <laughs> as I walk with you. So I think there's that symbolic, uh, that uh interpretation that is there that we can make okay great well, thank you very much hey thanks for calling appreciate it. hey and one other thing um that uh phil that i wanted to to say i think it's so neat and i think it's just um wonderful that you're doing a devotion with your eight-year-old i think that's an encouragement to many people that are listening um and keep keep up the good work okay keep doing that and uh, it just blessed me when I heard you say that. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate that encouragement. You bet. You bet, Phil. God bless you. Have a great Easter. You too. Bye. All right. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Parents, share with your kids the scriptures. Pray with them. Pray for them. Um at an early age, have those devotions, those family devotions. Make sure that you're having those devotions. I'll ask questions uh, that perhaps sometimes you not always answer, but um, the Lord will show you. He'll guide you, and it's just wonderful to to have the opportunity to do that for a kid. So I, I just think that Phil's example is something to note as he called having devotions with his 8-year-old son. I, I think it's wonderful. So, hey, we got one open line. Let's go ahead to Pennsylvania, to Kayla. Kayla? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um, I was just wanting your advice on how I can be more compassionate and um, understanding and what I can do to help my fiancé and I to have a better relationship. We've been going through a really tough time the past six years and I've hurt him a lot and really bad and we have two children together and we love each other and I was just wanting your advice and wanting you to pray for us. And you say this is a fiance? Yes. Okay. You know, Kayla, one of the things is is, you know, you guys got kids, um, you know, you got a lot of history and all that, and I think it is, you know, a really good idea if you guys are in a church to get some good biblical counseling um, and get some counseling as, you know, coming together and being married. you got kids now that you're raising, and you want to do things right. And, and, you know, it's a hard conversation to have in just a couple minutes we have on the radio, but I would have you start there. Do you belong to a church? Yes. Um, we just started going to um four months ago. Okay. And go go to the go to the pastors and, and start getting some counseling where they can really start dealing with the issues 
that you guys need. And I think that is very important for you to be in a church where you can get biblical counseling, where you can get prayer and searching the scriptures and coming together and saying, listen, this is where it starts, Kayla, that you and your fiance say, we want to, from this point out, we want to do things right. We want to do things right in the Lord. And um, we want to go in that direction. And we just need some guidance. And, you know, the roles and responsibilities as husbands and wives and raising children and communicating and finances and all of that. So, so you hear the music. If you want to hang on, I'll come back to you afterwards. Um, don't mean to rush, but we're going to be back in about 90 seconds. Give me a call. And 303-690-3000, we do got an open mind. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you as we are in Holy Week, and this is a very special week for us as Christians. Once again, I want to remind you that as your church is having extra services, that you would uh, invite somebody out to a Good Friday service. Maybe your church is having a mundane Thursday service. Um, Thursday, Friday, Good Friday, a weekend, resurrection weekend services. Invite somebody out so they can hear the good news that Jesus died for their sins, was buried, and rose again after three days. It's the greatest news ever proclaimed, and it is the news and it is the truth that our country, our communities, our families, us as individuals need to hear the gospel. Um, that is the hope for anyone to have relationship with the Father, forgiveness of sin, and eternal life. And uh, so we want to be able to, not only during Holy Week, but especially this week, to be able to do that because I think more people are open to come to a service than any other time of the year. Uh, right now, Resurrection Weekend, and then also on Christmas as well. So invite somebody, pray about who you might bring, um, and uh, just uh, be praying for your pastor as he delivers some messages, and we want to do that. Um, and we have a Good Friday service here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, for those of you in this area, uh, at noon, and then Saturday at 6 o'clock, and then 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock on Resurrection Sunday. Uh, so come out, join us, and love to see you. We'd love for you to be able to um, worship with us as we look at the account of the crucifixion on Friday, and then on Saturday at 6 and Sunday at 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock, we will be looking at the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the living hope. It's not a dead hope, but a living hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So um so excited. It's a special week for us, and I pray that um, that we would truly celebrate uh, what the Lord has provided for us. Let me see where we're at. We do have a couple open lines, and it is 303-690-3000, the call-in number for you to call in and talk to me. And the text line is 720-336-0897. And let's see where we're at. Let's go to Maryland. Penny. Penny? Penny, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? I can. How Hello? are you, Penny? You're on, you're on Calvary good Live. Good evening. So I have a question about apostleship. 
During Jesus' mm -hmm. time, there was 12, correct? Right. So now it's 2022, and I, what, what are these apostles are called on TV? And on, I hear apostle, let's say Apostle James, Apostle Jude. I mean, what, who called these apostles to be apostles? Because only in Jesus' time was apostles. Yeah, right? and you know, there's, so there's, why, you know, so why are they... well, what, what it is, Penny is, is we know that there's one apostle with the capital A's. Hebrews chapter one tells us that Jesus Christ, He is the apostle. the The word apostle means sent one or sent out one, and then Jesus appointed twelve apostles, and and uh, as we have in the Gospels, and then Paul was called an, an apostle. As you go to the book of Acts, Barnabas was called an apostle, um, and there was others that were called apostles too. Now, we know that Paul the Apostle, as he writes his epistles, he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, they had apostolic authority, Peter, John, Paul, those apostles that walked with Jesus. And so they had a special authority that um, in the church uh, as they went out in apostolic authority. There are some that say, because Ephesians chapter uh, 4 tells us um, that that he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So are there apostles today? That's where the debate comes out. Um, there's not apostles like there was in the first century that we see that went out with the apostolic authority, but some apostles um, are sent out ones. Sometimes uh, they might be considered missionaries that go out and, and plant churches. Sometimes they're referred, referred to as an apostle, a sent out one, but they're not like the ones in the first century that what you're talking about that went out in apostolic authority. Those who claim that they do have it, um, I think are going outside the boundaries of what um, we have in the scriptures. Mm, okay, yeah, because I did see what you just said about apostle is one who had was had called to plant and oversee churches. I, I yeah. read that in my, my Google search. Okay. Yeah, and see, one of the things, Penny, is you know the Father sent one apostle, Jesus, capital A. Jesus picked twelve apostles, you know, and then the Spirit you know, appointed apostles in the book of Acts. There were those who were called. So the debate is, are those, you know, is the Holy Spirit still calling apostles? I mean, we can say sent out ones, missionary ones, but they don't have the authority, the apostolic authority the apostles did in the first century. And that's the thing to keep in mind. So with those who claim they do, and because they were writing the scriptures, they went out in apostolic authority, and um, and that's what Paul would say, um, they always saw themselves as bondservants of Jesus Christ. Sometimes, isn't it interesting, Penny, that Paul would say a bondservant of Jesus Christ, but then other times he would really, he would um, he would say that, hey, I'm an apostle, not by my own will, by the will of man, but by, you know, the will of Jesus Christ. And, um, and he had a lot to do with pinning the scriptures as he would put pen to parchment, in writing the inspired word of God through the epistles that we have, and it's so wonderful. So, you know, apostles are just sent out ones. Okay, so 
quick question then. So those, those apostles that's on TV saying, for instance, they have spring water come all the way from Israel, and then you you buy the spring water because they is apostle, and we were to believe that. So who sent those apostles out to I, I don't do know. something like? Hmm? Here's the thing, Penny. When you got somebody on TV that says, "I got this special water, pay this money," I'm an apostle. You know, money from, are they saying the Jordan River or the Sea of Galilee, right? So there's nothing, it's it's water. <laughs> it And they're charlatans and they're ripping you off is what they're doing, you know. And I've been to Israel many times. I've been in the Sea of Galilee. I've been in the Jordan River. It's water. And if they come along and say, you know, these, I'm an apostle. And what they try to do is they try to mimic what is in the scriptures, buy this blanket, buy this handkerchief, I prayed over it and anointed over it. They're they're just ripping you off, okay? And don't buy the water from Israel that's anointed and going to bring healing to you or the handkerchiefs and all this stuff. They, you know, if you pay me $100 and send a seed faith, then, you know, you'll have this healing. Um, uh, there are frauds that are out there, and unfortunately they're on TV, and I don't like it. I just think it's it's ripping the people off. Yes, I agree. I agree. Well, thank you. It's too bad. For your it's too bad. Mm-hmm. You bet, Penny. Hey, call anytime, okay? Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we got two open lines, 303-690-3000. Call in number to text line 720-336-0897. Unfortunately, you know, people, they, you know, if you buy this, you know, handkerchief, I I remember getting stuff in the mail and, and uh, you know, addressed here at the church and, you know, dear Mr. Chapel, you know, it's like they don't even know my name. And I care for you, and I have this handkerchief, and I prayed over you, and you know, if you send it back, and you know, I'll I'll anoint it, and you send your seed faith of a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars, and it's 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 unfortunate, but there's a lot of that out there. Be careful of it. Go to Jesus. Salvation is free. Uh, we can go to Him directly, and and these guys that claim to have special, you know, titles and all of this and calling of God. Just be careful. Be wise. 303-690-3000. Call in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Tony and Parker. Hi, Tony. Hi. God bless you. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling. Unfortunately, there are so many people uh, out there listening to to those TV shows. And it is a shame, unfortunately. Um, I know many people listening to them and believe in all that, but you know what? And God has everything under control, and He's going to take care yep. of them. Yeah, uh, He will. Okay, going to my question, um, two questions in one, I guess, or or two questions mm-hmm. uh, about yeah. about uh, Judaism. Uh, how to explain to to a Christian that's been a Christian forever that we are not held to to the Sabbath? And also, uh, a separate question is how to uh, wh- what happened to to Christians that convert to Judaism? You know, from Christian being a Christian now they're Jews, uh, or that's what they say at least. And then, uh, if there is time, um, any prayer uh, for my optic nerves uh, in my eyes? I had a tumor last year. 
they took it out. I believe in prayer. I called before, and you know, it seems like every time I call, <laughs> my eyesight is getting better. So I am a true believer of uh, prayer. And if there is time, yeah. I'd like you to pray for me. Absolutely. Well, let me. I'll pray for you, but let me address the Sabbath because that can be a big thing for Christians. There can be a lot of pressure put on them. Um, that and it's interesting. You said for those Christians who. Um, referred to Judaism, and, and I don't know if that's um, sometimes uh, Christians will um, go back to the Hebrew roots and all that. I'm not saying all of them, but they'll really emphasize the Sabbath or we need to keep the Sabbath law. Or perhaps there are certain you know uh, groups out there that say you have to keep the Sabbath and worship on Saturday. And as we minister to people, we can take them to, for example, um, Romans chapter 14 is what I'd like to take him to, that Paul begins to talk about our liberty in Christ. And he says, one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike, let each be fully convinced in his own mind. And he who observes the day observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. And so one man may esteem that, you know, this is... Uh, a day that I esteem higher than others. Others esteem every day alike. I'm one who esteems every day alike. Every day is to be worshipped in the Lord. Every day is where we can meet in the Lord. Um, and and so, um, you know, it isn't as we have to keep the Sabbath. Um, Colossians chapter 2, Paul's writing to the church there, and he says in Colossians chapter 2 that make sure that no one judges you according to new moons, festivals, and Sabbaths. So, you know, Jesus is the reality. He's our Sabbath, uh, you know, rest. The the Sabbath was uh, something that Jesus came and fulfilled, as as Paul writes there, that, that, you know, these things are just a shadow of the reality, Jesus. The other thing, too, um, is, Tony, is when you go to, and I think this is really important, when you go to Acts chapter 15, the Jerusalem council was there, right? Paul and Barnabas, the guys from Antioch, come up to Jerusalem. They meet with Peter, uh, James, and the guys. And there was even a sect of the Pharisees. Some of the Pharisees got saved after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's interesting that they're there. They're having this discussion. What are we going to tell these Gentile believers do they have to be circumcised? Do they have to keep the law of Moses? And as you look at that gathering of the apostles, as you look at the gathering of the elders, um, it says that the apostles and the elders came together to consider the matter. And um, we know that some of the Pharisees who believe rose up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. So it was not just a matter of, circumcision, it was a matter of keeping the law of Moses, which would include the Sabbath. And the Pharisees, in their legalism, were saying they have to keep the law of Moses. So at this time in in the book of Acts, in the early church, Christianity was kind of in danger of just being another sect of Judaism. So they come together, Peter speaks, he says, why do we want to put this yoke on the necks of the Gentiles when we, our forefathers, couldn't keep. That is the yoke of legalism. But this is the conclusion that they came up with. 
led by the Holy Spirit. He said, I judge that we should not trouble those among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. That's what he said. And it wasn't even for the sake of salvation. He says, okay, sustain from immorality because the Gentiles were involved in immorality with their pagan worship uh, for the sake of sensitivity and love. You know, don't be eating meat, offer to idols, things strangled. And if you do those things, you're doing well. Nothing about the Sabbath. Nothing about that you have to keep the Sabbath. And I think if that was an important issue, they would have brought that up, don't you? I agree. I, I, uh, yeah, I think so, Tony. And the other thing, too, is this, that some people say, well, it was a conspiracy that, you know, when Constantine in 313 or whatever made Sunday the day where Christians worship, when, you know, and, uh, you know, all of this, the Christians were meeting on the first day of the week. We see evidence of that in the New Testament, and they were meeting every day. Clear back in Acts chapter 2, in the earliest days of the church, that they went from house to house daily, breaking bread, praising God, and the Lord added to the church daily such as being saved. So they were meeting every day. Yeah, I was approached by uh, by someone, you know, and, and, and told, well, uh, because I told them, well, that was the Old Testament, and then they say, okay, so what about the commandments? Uh, and I said, uh, well, tell me something uh, that, that we are obeying today, and I'll show it to you in the, in the New Testament. So that's when the commandments yeah. uh, show up. And, and, and so they asked me, so are the commandments uh, invalid now? And I said, no. And, and then, well, it's the Old Testament. But I told them, yeah, but uh, Jesus came, and he, he put everything under the biggest commandment, you know, Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. And yeah. that's why you shouldn't kill, because you're loving your neighbor. Uh, right. So everything that we obey now, my point is, everything that we obey now, it's in the New Testament, and it's for us. Uh, the, yeah. the newborn, there's no Jew, there's no Greek. Um, so I, I just wanted to hear from you, because, uh, you know, yeah. I, I wanted a different approach. Yeah, and you know, if somebody wants to keep keep the Sabbath, keep the Sabbath. If you want to worship on Saturday, that's up to you. But don't make it a salvation issue. And like I said, I am one that happens to esteem every day alike, and I have liberty to worship uh, in that way. And um, and you know, I I love to be able to worship every day. So I think the Sabbath is a good principle. Some people say Sunday, that's my Sabbath day. I think it's good to take a day of rest to be refreshed and renewed in the Lord. Um, but, you know, some people make it, you know, if you don't keep the Sabbath, you'll take the mark of the beast or lose your salvation, or that's the day that Christians need to be worshiping. Listen, I'll worship on Saturday, and I'll worship on Sunday, and I'll worship on Monday, you know, all through the week. So good question, but hopefully that'll help, Tony. And then I want to pray for you, right? Yes, please. Father, I pray for my brother Tony as he has had um, just problems with his eyes Lord, you know what's going on. I pray for healing. And Lord, I, I just think about how many times the scriptures records Jesus uh, that would heal those with uh, just physical infirmity with their eyes, blindness, uh, disease, whatever. But Lord, I just pray that you be with Tony. Bring healing. Help him to see clearly. Lord, just um, touch him. Minister to him. Help him minister to his friend. 
about the Sabbath. And Lord, um, I do pray that you would just be with him, guide him, help him. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you bring healing to him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. You bet, Tony. God bless you. You have a great Resurrection Weekend. You too. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Jacob in Kentucky. Yeah. Jacob. How you doing, Pastor? Good. You're on Calvary Live. Good. Uh, I have a pretty serious question. So um, I believe hey. I'm um, almost certain that I committed to unpardonable sin, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. I've heard, like, I've asked three different times. I got three different answers on what it means. Um, and then I always get told, well, if you ask it, you didn't really do it. But I'm not so sure about that. So I was wondering if you could give me some clarification, please. Well, I'll, I'll ask you this. Why do you think that you committed the unpardonable sin? Yes. So um, there is a person, my mom, she told me she had a vision of God raising my uh, grandma, who just recently passed, um, to heaven. And I asked, you know, I said, um, be careful, you know, it could be of the devil, because I know uh, the devil acts as a light and just wants to torment and hurt people during their time of need. And then when I read, you know, Mark, it says um, blasphemy, uh, and I define it, it says whatever blasphemy they may utter. So I know it's a verbal thing, and the more I looked at it, it's basically uh, a lot of people say, oh, it's just rejecting the Holy Spirit. But to me, the Bible never said that. It just says whoever speaks a word against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven. So I am remorseful, but yet I've still done that, so I've just been living in constant torment. Yeah, and you know what, Jacob? I don't want you to... Because the enemy wants to condemn you. Here's the thing about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was talking about it, he's talking to the religious leaders. And he actually, you know, as he's talking to the Pharisees, he, he warned them against blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. He, he didn't actually say you've committed it, but he warned them about it. And all sin is forgiven except for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit is the the one, he's the one that draws us to Christ. And there was Jesus in front of them, and they were were rejecting him. So to me, when I read the scriptures, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is when you come to the end of your life and you have rejected what the Holy Spirit has testified, that Jesus is the Son of God who died for your sins and rose again on the third day. But here's the thing that you need to remember, Jacob. He warned them, those Pharisees, about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You know, he warned them, but yet some of those Pharisees got saved. Do you know that? I just read it from Acts chapter 15 that there was those Pharisees that got saved. So there are times where we, you know, there's been people, plenty of people. Look at Paul the Apostle. He killed Christians. He said, I was an insolent man. I was a violent man. He was the one that was holding the coats of the guys that stoned the first Christian there in Acts chapter 7. And yet he is saved. And I believe that the reason that Paul was such a champion of grace is because he realized that he was forgiven. Listen, I think the reason that you're being told that, you know, that you're worried about it is because, let me ask you this. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? I do. Do you believe that he's the Son of God who rose from the grave? I do. Do you Have you asked him to be your personal Lord and Savior and forgive you of your sins? 
I have. Then you have not committed to blasphemy the Holy Spirit. And the thing is, is, you know, if we sin, that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To me, what I see clearly in the scriptures is that the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is coming to the end of your life and you've rejected Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the one who died for your sins and rose again, that he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you haven't committed that. And don't condemn yourself. You are free, brother. Enjoy him and walk with him and know him. And I, you know, that's what the Lord wants you to be free. And you don't have to condemn yourself. Here's the thing. Remember this. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction comes from the Lord, and it's a good thing. And and the Lord, when he convicts us, we confess our sins and say, Lord, I, I sin here. Forgive me. And the blood of Jesus Christ forgives us from all our sins. He takes our sins and throws them as far as the east is from the west. And we are washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ and live in his love. And there's nothing that's going to separate you from the love of Christ. And read Romans chapter 8, that you have the spirit of adoption. You belong to him. And um, you can cry out, Abba, Father. The enemy condemns, okay? And the reason the enemy condemns is because he wants to push you away from the Lord. He's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night, Revelation chapter 12. And he was overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of testimony. He wants to accuse you and say you're not saved. You committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You are condemned. You have no hope. That's where he wants you to stay. But I want you to be free today. Okay. And uh, Pastor, just I don't know you're about to be a short time, but the only reason I said that is because I believed everything uh, that you just said until I recently read Mark 3.30 and didn't know that that was still part of it. And it said um, the Lord said this because they were saying he had an impure spirit, not like that they rejected him or whatnot, but because they said he was— Well, that was uh, part of the rejection. That's part of the rejection. They were saying, we reject you as the Son of God. The religious leaders were saying, you're Beelzebub. You know, you're working by the power of the devil. You know, they were not accepting that he was the Son of God. That was the issue that you see there in the Gospels. And as I said, some of them, the religious leaders, they got saved after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They came to the Lord, and they were forgiven. So keep everything in its perspective you know, we can send, I, I've known plenty of people that, you know, they they blaspheme God, they curse God, but they now saved and they are forgiven. And it was the same with Paul. He said, I was a blasphemer. I was a blasphemer. I was violent and I killed Christians and uh, he hated Christians. And that's why Jesus, when at the conversion said that, that, you know what, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? You're persecuting me, but yet he's the apostle of love and the apostle of grace. So, hey, I want to pray for you. I hope, Jacob, that you can really just live in that, that you belong to Jesus and you are forgiven and you are his child. Don't let the enemy condemn you, okay? Father, I pray for Jacob. I pray that he would understand that he he is saved, he is cleansed, he believes in you, you are his Lord and Savior, There's nothing that will separate 
him from you loving him. And he belongs to you. He doesn't have to fear. He can be secure in his salvation, that he is forgiven and a child and has the spirit of adoption, not the spirit of fear or condemnation, but the spirit of adoption and a spirit of love where he can cry out, Abba, Father. I just pray, Lord, that you would just make this real in his heart, that he would understand that you love him, and, Lord, that he's forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he believes that. So, Lord, help him walk in this freedom that he needs to walk in, in your love, and to have rest in your promises that are for him. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. I appreciate you, you so much. You bet, Jacob. Walk with him. Enjoy him, okay? Don't Thanks. be condemned. Okay. All right. Hey, we're at the end of the show. Um, listen, we have forgiveness of sin, and the enemy will condemn you. And, you know, the Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit convicts us because to draw us to him, that's the big difference. And he convicts us. He even chastens us because we are his child, um, is what Hebrew says, because he loves us. But we are forgiven. The enemy will condemn you. Don't let him condemn you. Listen, Jesus died for you. He loves you. And then you stay close to him. Hey, thank you, everybody. Had a great show today. I'll be back tomorrow at the same time on Calvary Live. And we'll talk to you hopefully then. God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.